Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Amen. Can we just give him, give him a little bit more praise this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it is wonderful to be here on Pentecost Sunday. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, this is uh, this particular. Day of celebration has been celebrated, are you ready, for somewhere around 3,500 years. Oh, thank you, God. Okay, I'm just saying. Somewhere around 3,500 years, God's people, God's people have come together and worship their God like at no other time during the year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So very thankful. Thank you, worship team. And we say welcome to all of our guests. I know we have a couple from Texas, and we have some friends flocks. And it's just good to have you with us here today, all the rest of you. Hallelujah. Good to have Brother Jack, Sister Sarah back with us. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. And uh, we're going to call your attention this morning to the book. Hold on. Book of Acts. Come on. Come on. Chapter number 2, verses 1 through 4, and then chapter number 5, verses six or 12 through 16. Amen. Amen. Message will never get old. The message will never, it will never get old. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, something that had been in the works even since what? We know it had been in the works for 1,500 years prior to that, but how long had God anticipated this particular day? Think about that. Amen. They were all of one accord in one place. And no, that is not talking about the Honda automobile. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. A sound. Okay? As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. And then chapter number 5, verse 12 through 16. Verse number 12 through 16, I thought maybe. Put that up there. Did I give you the wrong scriptures again, Brother Cliff? I hope not. That's all right. We'll start there. 
And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Verse 16. There we go. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. I'd like to talk to you this morning on this thought. Standing under the shadow of Pentecost. Amen. Praise God. Going to ask you if you would lift your heart to the Lord one more time. Going to ask Brother McCune if he would please pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother McCune. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Standing under the shadow of someone else. If you were born into the Archie Manning's family, all right, you would get that, right? Or the Kennedy family, or the Bush family. There have been those that have had to live under the shadow of their dad or mom's success. Amen. Living in someone else's shadow, you feel as if nobody notices you, and you feel like you will never be good enough. Their achievements and abilities are so great that you are not noticed or valued, you feel. I've always had a question as to why the Bible never records anything whatsoever of the apostles' children. Something that just kind of got my attention. But how do you follow? How do you follow in the, in the footsteps of the sons of thunder? Right? And... But see, I believe that our Pentecostal experience allows us the opportunity to cast our own shadow. Because the light that shines through me, it's not of men. But in fact, it is God operating through the power and the glory of His Spirit. Can you say amen? Chapter 2 records the birthday of the church. I don't know how people can ever get around that. How can you deny the birthday of the church? I, I just don't get it. Anyway, we believe Acts 2, 38 and 39 gives us a clear picture of what Jesus described to Nicodemus in John 3. He said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. 
Nicodemus says, well, how in the world am I going to go back into that place where I came from? And the Lord said, no, Nicodemus, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit, or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born is flesh, that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. We all have a natural father, or you wouldn't be here today, all right? Thank God for our natural fathers. But there is also that born-again experience that puts you into the realm and the family name of Jesus Christ. And that is the one. That is the one that we need to be more focused on. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the Feast of Pentecost was to commemorate the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. Exodus 19 tells the story of Moses going up the mountain to have a conversation with God. <laughs> this was quite the conversation because the mountain thundered and lightning and a thick cloud descended on the mountain. The whole mountain shook and there was the sound of a trumpet, the Bible says, that sounded louder and louder to the point where the people stood back and said, Whoa, wait a minute. Moses, we'll leave it up to you. And we're told that the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mountain in Exodus 31, and he gave Moses two tables of stone written with the finger of God. Amen. And I uh, had a conversation with a person the other day, and and how would you have liked to have been one of the 70? The Bible says that either the first or second time, 70 elders were asked to go with him. And the Bible says they saw and they ate with God. You see, the Lord has always, he just puts in a little tidbit there to lead us on because he wants you and I to understand that every day that we that we partake of that manna from heaven's throne, we are indeed, we are having fellowship with Him. Pretty light on the amens, but I believe that. And as the history of Israel moves forward, we find in Deuteronomy 16 that there are three major religious festivals God's people were commanded to celebrate every year. The Feast of Weeks, which the Greek word Pentecost comes from, became one of them. And they were told to count off seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. In other words, this was all about the harvest. It's still about the harvest, folks. It's still about the harvest. And then, to celebrate the festival of weeks, that they were to give a free will offering, listen to this, in proportion to the blessings that the Lord your God has given you. What is that? <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this morning. Are you giving back to God His praise that He's asking for in proportion to how He has blessed your life? If I'm telling you, 
If we really did, we would probably be on our feet and dancing and running around for a very long time. I want you to know, He has blessed me over and over and abundantly and exceedingly and beyond anything that I could ever imagine. And they were commanded, when you celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, you bring Him an offering as to how He has blessed your life. Come on now. I was doing my little river walk uh, yesterday and I met a gentleman in the wheelchair again. The gentleman's always there. His legs are whatever's wrong with him. He's just as happy as can be in a wheelchair running up and down that river. I'm thinking, oh God, thank you so much for blessing me with the quality of life that I currently have. And it's... I cannot worship Him enough. He said, when you come to Pentecost, He said, you make sure that you give me a free will offering in proportion. Then He goes on to say, and rejoice before the Lord your God at the place He will choose as a dwelling for His name. Listen, the reason why this church is here today, it's for the glory of the name of Jesus. For no other reason. When you come to this place, it's all about Him. It's about giving Him what He is asking for. It's about glorifying the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, rejoice before the Lord your God. Not only you, he says, but you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, the widows living among you. He says, Pentecost is a day to just bring in all from the harvest field, out of the hedges, the byways, and the highway. Bring them all in and let's just rejoice before God for what He has done for us. That's Pentecost. He was focused on the harvest. He says, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. That's why he closes it out. I don't know about you, but who? When I found out that I could get out of Egypt, man, I was I was ready to leave that place. Amen. Part of that in Leviticus 23:15 tells us as part of their worship, listen to this. During the celebration, they were to bring two loaves of bread made with leaven, which normally they wouldn't do. They were to bring two loaves of bread made with leaven as a wave offering to the Lord. Now, I was going to bring two loaves of bread today, but I didn't. But I tell you what I got, and that is this. He said, on Pentecost, he says, you bring me two loaves of bread 
And he says, I want you to wave this to me and be thankful for the harvest that has brought the bread into your life. This is my bread this morning. And I'm going to wave it before the heaven's throne. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. I know you'd have to wave your phone this morning. I still, I still got the text version. Amen. That's what they were supposed to And I want you to, to wave it before me. As we already spoke, it was about 1,500 years old during the time of the Lord. I just wonder how the Lord attended and worshipped during his 30 years of going, or at least 18, of going to Pentecost. You think he skipped church that Sunday? I don't think so. I just wonder what what he did there. I wonder if he got a little because you see, he was anticipating the real Pentecost that was about ready to bust open. I just wonder at about thirty and thirty-one and thirty-two. I wonder when he attended the Jerusalem Feast of Pentecost, I just wonder if he started smiling a little bit bigger and he started jumping a little bit higher and he started shouting a little bit louder. No, he probably just... This was the God... This was the God-man. This was the one that was about ready to infuse His people with a power that they had never been empowered with yet. He had been working on this plan for eternity. Speaking to the New Testament church, Paul writes in Colossians, he says, don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival. said, these are a shadow of the things that were to come, but the substance is Jesus Christ. When Jesus came in flesh, we witnessed the substance of God in human form. And when Jesus was crucified at Passover, the countdown to Pentecost began. Luke closes out the gospel, his gospel in the 24th chapter, by giving witness to having seen and holding a conversation with the risen Jesus. Speaking of the apostles, he's recording it. Jesus telling them in verse 47 that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, 
But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Not a power from from men. Not a power from an organization. Not power from the preacher. But power from on high. Power from heaven's throne. And he led them as far as Bethany. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them. He was parted from them just like Elijah. Carried up into heaven. They worshipped him. Returned to Jerusalem, the Bible says, with great joy. You pick up Luke's story in Acts 1. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be a witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, under the uttermost part of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. A cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. O ye men of Galilee, why are you looking up into the clouds? This same Jesus, this same God-man, which is taken up from you into heaven, he shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. He's coming. Every eye will behold Him. Every eye will behold Him. They returned to Jerusalem to an upper room with the eleven apostles. Acts 1.14, they continued one accord in prayer and supplication. Verse 15 tells us there was 120 who had gathered in the upper room, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. Acts 2.1 When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Pentecost had been celebrated every year for 1,500 years. Those people came and they brought in the fatherless. They brought in the widows. And they brought in two loaves of bread. And they rejoiced. And they waved. The Bible said they were commanded Give that those loaves of bread to the preacher and let him wave those two loaves before you. They had done that for 1,500 years. This is no more shadow of that which is to come. This is that, Peter said. Suddenly there came a sound. No movement, but a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, it filled the house where they were sitting. Was not this the breath of God that Jesus spoke about in John 20? Jesus showed himself after his resurrection. He showed them his hands and his side. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. It's the very breath of God. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Listen, Mount Sinai shook with the giving of the law. It shook. But listen to me. The Holy Ghost is to shake you up. The Holy Ghost is given not to set mountains on fire, 
The Holy Ghost is given to set you on fire. The Holy Ghost is not for people to see the mountain shaken. It's to see you shaken. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Brother Clemson, for that lesson. They were filled. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It was noised abroad. There were Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. They were amazed because they're in the upper room. They were all Galileans, and they were speaking in the languages of Parthians, Medes, Elamites, Cretes, Arabians. And the only exclamation they could come up with at 9 o'clock in the morning was, these men are full of new wine. When they were to wave, that was this way, and it was this way. the same shaking experience that they're talking about here when God filled them with the Holy Ghost. They begin to appear as drunken men shaken up and down by the Holy Ghost power inside of them. And they were not intoxicated by the spirit of alcohol but they were filled with the spirit of the risen Christ, the hope of glory. If Jesus Christ inside of me does not make me shake up and down and do a little bit of this and that, then something is wrong with my Holy Ghost. And when I can come to church... And I, and I withhold my rejoicing from God. Something is wrong with my Pentecostal experience and my expression and my thankfulness for what He's done for me. I am Pentecostal. The name on that sign says the Tower of Pentecost. Peter standing up with the eleven. Not so, he said, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This would be the sermon that would give birth to the church. It's no longer a shadow of that which was to come. This is the legitimate birthday of the church that would cast its long-awaited shadow on this planet called earth that would have an effect and an impact on every nation given under heaven. It was illuminated by the light of heaven. The indwelling spirit of the risen God-man, not blocking the light, but becoming the light of the world. Most Bible commentaries believe Joel was possibly the earliest of the Old Testament prophets. Here's the words that he had to say. And it shall come to pass afterward. After a promise of restoration upon repentance. Read the chapter. After repentance. God said, I will restore you. He says, and there is a day coming that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. 
Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Peter said, this is the message that Joel preached 700 years ago. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And even upon men and women's servants will I pour out my spirit. Peter said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God, working with signs and miracles, you have taken with wicked hands and you have crucified. But God raised Him up. But God raised Him up, having loosed the pain of death. Peter said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Who are you, Lord? Says Paul. And the voice comes out of heaven's throne. Says, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Oh, for that old time Holy Ghost conviction. Conviction. Conviction that just gets inside of your heart. They had never heard. They had never witnessed the birthday. The birthday of the church. It happens individually, understand? You will never duplicate the birthday of the church, friend. You will never be able to duplicate those 120 that experienced the initiation of the birthday of the church. We'll be umpire. How would you like to be in that 120? Whoa. Peter said unto them, this is, this is the original. They were pricked in their hearts, said, okay, man, what do we need to do? What do we... I have, I have no issue. I have no challenge pointing somebody to the salvation message. It's as plain as the wrinkles on my face. You go to the birthday of the church. You go to the first preacher that preached the salvation message. To the day of grace. It is not hard. It is not difficult. Peter said repent. Be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He didn't stop. He said the promise. Is unto you. To your children. All that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Did the Lord call you? Come on, did the Lord call you? You mean He's not done yet? How many? Do you have the Holy Ghost this morning? Come on, do you have the Holy Ghost this morning? I, have you been born again this morning? Do you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost inside of you? Do you feel like that it's maybe Pentecost Sunday and you want to give Him a little bit of praise? For in proportion to how He has blessed your life. 
they said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Save yourself from this craziness that we got going in the world today. The harvest begins with 3,000 souls added to the 120. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, and prayer. By the hands of the apostles were many signs, wonders performed among the people. As a result, they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds, couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. We don't know if it worked or not, but the people believed it, it was going to work. imagine now listen listen carefully Peter did not pick Jesus Jesus picked Peter I am under no man's shadow this morning I have nothing to prove the only thing that I have to prove and that is my calling and my faithfulness to God. Peter didn't pick Jesus. Jesus picked Peter. You didn't pick Jesus, Brian. The Lord picked you. Come on. If you are here this morning, you think what? You think because you were second generation Pentecostal that uh, you, you were born? No, listen to me carefully. Yeah, that the Lord chose you. He called you. He called you. I'm under no man's shadow. I'm under no man's... I'm not in competition with anybody. The only thing I need to do is I need to be like Peter. I need to get so close to God. I need to get so close to God that the shadow that I cast is going to have such an impact and an influence on the people that are a witness to my life. That's what you are, a witness. I got a license. Yes, I do. UPC. I still call it UPC. I don't, you know, I know you're supposed to put the I in there. I just call it UPC. I'm not under, I'm not under the shadow of the UPCI per se. Understand, I am in alignment with the doctrine and the leadership, don't get me wrong, but I am under no man's shadow. The only shadow that I am under this morning, and that is the shadow, the direct illumination that comes from Jesus Christ Himself. The only shadow that I'm under today is my own personal calling to Him. Pentecost was the original. It will never be duplicated. Hear me out. It will never be duplicated. Because you had 11, 12 with chosen men. You had 12 eyewitnesses that were personally... Understand? They had the real... They had a, a personal relationship with the Lord. Okay? All right, they 
felt him. They looked into his eyeballs. They listened to his words. They felt his touch. You will never duplicate that again. But what we can duplicate, we can duplicate the experience, the shadow that the, that the day of Pentecost casts over my city, over my state, over my world. I can share the same genuine experience that fell on that day. Can't ever duplicate the original, friend. Acts 20, 16, Paul had a desire to be in Jerusalem for Pentecost. Listen, I don't know where Paul was at the original. You know where he was just, you know, slightly after. He was throwing him in jail. You understand that my, this is GK commentary. I believe that there was something deep inside the Apostle Paul that, that just kind of, it drove him. Thinking, oh my goodness, how did I miss out on that day? Listen carefully, Acts 20, 16, Paul. Bible says, for Paul had determined to sell by Ephesus because he would not spend time in Asia. For he hasted, if it were possible, for him to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. In other words, it had been 27 years after the original outpouring, but there was still something that was drawing men like Paul. Because trust me, I'm of the opinion that for many, many years... On the day of Pentecost, they assembled in the city of Jerusalem and they anticipated a move of God that was going to be extraordinary because Paul said, I need to be there. He says, I'm going to sail right on by Ephesus because i got to get to Jerusalem. First Corinthians 16.8 Bible says Paul feels a need to visit the church at Corinth but he says this but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great and effective adversary has opened the door in other words listen Paul was determined that, that if he could not go to Jerusalem for Pentecost that that he was going to bring Pentecost to his city. He said, I will wait here in Ephesus until Pentecost comes to me. See, Paul's focus was on the harvest. That's what this day is all about. It's a time of rejoicing. It's a time of saying, Lord, whoo, I would have liked to have been there on the mountain, just saying, even if it was shaking, I always thought I always thought I would like to be in an earthquake as long as it was in my hand. Seriously, I'd like to kind of feel it. But oh, I would have liked it. I would have loved to have been one of 
those 70 on that mountain that day. I'm telling you. Paul, he was all, listen, Paul was focused on the harvest. And if you don't know, Paul was focused on the word of God. Because his relationship with God produced, produced something that no one would ever, ever duplicate it compelled him to sit down with, even with bad eyesight, and he big dig out his quill and, you know, his uh, whatever it was that he wrote on, even when he was in prison, and he gave us the genuine New Testament, almost three quarters of it. Wow! But did I not read to you? He desired Pentecost. He desired to be there at the original outpouring, I'm convinced. But he said, oh, I'm telling you. He says that I will bring that Holy Ghost outpouring to my city. He says, I will tarry here at Ephesus until it happens. Do you not know the history of the church of Ephesus? It became the fire brand of that New Testament era. We need to keep our focus on the harvest. We need to keep our focus on celebrating what God has done and is currently doing. Leviticus, bring two loaves of bread. Wave them before me throughout all generations. I love the, 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 uh, the essence and the importance that God puts on attending His worship times. Listen, Exodus 34 says, Three times shall all your men appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. And in verse number 24, He says, now listen. He says, because they traveled for miles. He says, I will drive out nations before you. I will enlarge your borders. And no man shall covet your land when you go up three times a year to worship. You want to grow? You want to, you want to expand? You want to, you want to drop some of that anxiety of the booger man in your life? I'm telling you, I believe that it comes from a good old Pentecostal experience that you renew in your life, not just one time, but you renew it every chance you get. He said, Alex, he says, I will expand your borders. And no man's going to break into your house when you come to worship me. Count to 50 from the time you put the sickle to the corn. They said in Deuteronomy, shall keep the feast of weeks, Pentecost. Bring an offering. You shall rejoice before the Lord. 
know, I appreciate our worship team. I do. But you know what? Every once in a while, every once in a while, I really, I love music, right? But I don't need music. I don't. You know the only thing I need? The only thing I need is my loaf of bread and the knowledge of what he has done. <laughs> I'm a witness to what he's done in my life, okay? And when he tells me, GK, I want you to bring an offering, a free will offering, in proportion to how I've blessed you, do you know where that leaves me? That leaves me like that first, that first century church. Okay, I just sell everything I got. I guess God, because if you really want me to, you know, to throw all in like that, because I can't, I cannot, I cannot worship you in proportion to how you have blessed me. And he says, well, bring your sons and your daughters in there. Bring a few of your employees. Go out and find some fatherless people, widows. He says, I don't, he says, this is a worship center. Okay? This is a place. Read it. That is what we are all about. This is for whomsoever will be, will, God will draw through them doors. It is for them to find God and make peace with Him and serve Him with everything they've got and to have them receive an experience that will transform their life. There will never be another Peter or Paul. <laughs> there won't be. Zechariah had it right. He said, hey, chapter 4, 6, he says, Not by might nor power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Listen to this. He was trying to encourage Zerubbabel. And he says this, Where are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain in other words, he was saying it's not by might, it's not by power, but when you run into a mountain, there is a spirit that dwells in you that you can command that thing to leave you and then act like that you have power over that mountain. Hosea said, come let us return to the Lord. This is where sometimes we get the experience and we don't follow through on it. For He has torn, but He will heal us. He has stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will raise us up. If we pursue the knowledge of the Lord, He will come to us like the rain like the former and the latter rain to the earth, if I follow on to know Him, if I, if I really have a hunger to know Him, 
Bible says that he will come to you. He will come on you like the rain, like the former and the latter rain. I believe in the latter rain. I believe in the former rain. I believe that there is an outpouring that is possible to the last day church that is going to include both of them combined in one big thunder outpouring Pentecostal revival. Brother Cliff, we're closing. If you'd put up Luke 10, 17 through 20. Standing under the shadow of Pentecost. I, I, am, I am a part of the great shadow that men like Peter, James, and John, they cast a great shadow. You know what? It wasn't them. They were just reflecting a divine light that came from heaven's throne that Stephen saw. And the 70 returned again with joy. This is even before the Holy Ghost was poured out. But God, Jesus, had given them authority, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fallen from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power. Power. This was prior to the Holy Ghost. Right or wrong? They were already empowered by the God-man even before the church began. They were casting out serpents and everything. He says, I give you power over the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But, he says this, and he's talking about, of course, a greater, greater power yet that was going to come. But he says, notwithstanding in this rejoice not. Not that the spirits are subject unto you. Hey, that's well and good. Listen, you know what? There is a couple of scriptures in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. It said, Lord, but we cast out devils in your name. I'm sorry, I don't know you. He says, don't rejoice because the spirits are subject unto you. But he said, rejoice because your name are written down in heaven. Rejoice because that you have been born of the water and of the Spirit. Rejoice because that He has blessed you as you stand. I am there's a part of me that wishes I had, you know, a, a pedigree, you know, like a, the Urshans and, you know, the Beckton's and, you know, those kind of folks. But you know what? I don't have to. I am not, I, I am not standing under anybody's shadow. 
The only shadow I want to stand in, Sister Sarah, I'm standing in the shadow of that light that comes from heaven's throne and is reflection off of me. I want, oh, listen to me. This is Pentecost Sunday, but every, somebody said, Brother Steve Smith said it yesterday, he said every day is Pentecost Sunday. Yes, it is, but there are certain days that, are, that there's a principle in that Word of God that says, hey, there are certain days that you need to just kind of carry on. They're a little bit higher up than others, you know. Easter is just not, you know, it's not going to fall on, uh, uh, you know, on uh, July 4th. There are certain days at Pentecost. Listen, Pentecost Sunday, that is our deal. <laughs> That's our deal. That's the church. It's the birthday of the church. Sister Reyes, it's the birthday of the church. It's, a, it's the birthday of the church. I'm rejoicing. Not, not that I'm anything spectacular. I'm rejoicing because my name, because my sins have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And He has filled me with His Spirit. And my name is recorded in heaven's book. And that just causes me to get just a little bit happy sometimes. Wow. Then when I recognize you, come on, I think, you know what? Because the Bible comes on your phones and your computers anymore. I think sometimes we forget the blood that was shed to get this to us. I think sometimes we, you, though young people, I've talked to young people and they don't even, they've never heard of Fox's Book of Martyrs. Are you kidding me? You got, you got no clue the, the price that was paid to get this to it. You got no clue as to what those, that early church and, and the, the, the dark ages where, where they were persecuted and what they, got, what they went through. So I rejoice, and I wave this before God. I say, Lord, oh my, thank you for putting this sacred book into my hand. Thank you for giving me half of a brain in order to understand the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for helping me to believe that you are, that you are the God-man. Amen. If you are here this morning, we're going to open the altar up. And whatever you need this morning, whatever you need, if you need a miracle in your life, or if you need a healing in your life, the Lord is here. We believe that. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost before, you just need to come down here at this altar, raise your hand, and you begin to worship God. You begin to thank Him for what He has done for you, and He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. But listen... You don't have to talk in tongues. You understand what I'm saying? He's not going to come down and put a vice on your tongue and, you know, do this thing. The Bible says that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance.
The Spirit of God, the Bible says, is, is, is subtle like a dove. But listen, your experience with God is going to make the difference not just in your life. You get this thing and you begin to cast your own shadow according to your own walk with God. You don't got to operate in your Enoch principle. How close can you get to God? Dare you. How close can you get to God? Can you get a little bit closer than you are now? Possible. What do you think? Can you raise your spiritual temperature one degree more than where you are today? The difference, there's a flashpoint. There's a boiling point. 211 to 212. Maybe you're a 211 today. And all you need to do is bump it one degree. Come on. I don't know. What I do know is I'm thankful. I am thankful to be here today and to rejoice with you all. I am thankful here today to be a part of the greatest and the most powerful and life-changing force on planet Earth. Maybe you just need to get intoxicated this morning, okay? Come on down. Amen. As they play, why don't we come down? Let's, let's just spend a couple of, just a few minutes here. If you need special prayer, if you'll come right down here to the front, we will pray with you, for you, that God would minister and do whatever it is that you need Him to do here today. Would you come? There we go. That's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. God, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Oh, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy People from every nation and time, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. Oh, I worship you, God. Oh, I want to worship. 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 I want
Hallelujah. Oh God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. You are good all the time. Yes, all the time. You are good. You are good all the time. Yes, God. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. All the time I want to worship You are good, you are good All the time, Lord, all the time You are good We worship you, I worship you yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah We worship you Yes, God, who you are, Lord We worship Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. You are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good all the time, all the time. You are good, you are good. All the time, all the time, you are good. Oh Lord, you are good. All the time, Lord. Oh God, oh God, you are good. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Oh God, we worship. Hallelujah, I worship you. Hallelujah, I give you my Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Bless us, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Hosting people, people from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, I worship you, Lord, for who you are. Oh, yes. Lord, I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Oh, Lord, you are good all the time. All the time. You are good. You are good all the time. All the time. You are good. Hallelujah, we worship 
for who you are. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to clap a little louder than before. Anybody needs to go louder. You're dismissed. Oh, yes, I, I want to jump, jump a little higher, higher than you. Yes, hallelujah. I, I want to shout a little louder than before. Oh, yes, freedom. Freedom. Hallelujah. Freedom. Oh, we love you, Lord. I want to lift my hands higher than before. Oh, yes, I want to love you more than before. Oh, God, I want to worship deeper than before. Oh, yes, I want to scream a little louder. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, God. Freedom. 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 There's no more shackles, no more chains. Oh, God, no more bondage. We are free. Oh, we are free. Yes, we are free. Yes. We are free. There's no, no more shackles. No, no more chains. There's no, no more. Oh, God. We are free. Who's free indeed? We are free in your name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want to clap a little louder than before. I want to sing a little louder than before. Oh, God. Blessed are you, Lord. I want to shout a little louder. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, freedom. Freedom. Oh, God, you are worthy, Lord. You are awesome, God. You are holy. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Oh yes, Hallelujah. 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 Free to worship, hallelujah, 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 we give you our hallelujah, oh the highest praise, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Y'all still want to hang out and worship? Church is open. Amen. But we're going to dismiss you with a word of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Going to ask Brother Woods if he would pray this morning. Dismiss us. Hallelujah. Hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I tried with all my might, I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. Just when I ran out of I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, and he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, 
because he healed my heart, changed my name, forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I thank God. I cannot deny what I've seen. There's no choice but to believe my doubts are burning. Like ashes in the wind. So long to my old friends. Burdens and bitterness. Just keep it moving. You ain't welcome here. From now till I walk streets of gold. I'll sing of how you, you saved my, my soul. This wayward son has found my way back home. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because He healed my heart, changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. Because He healed my heart. He changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. I thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 